Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. I've mentioned this in the main podcast, and I'll mention it in these Verity Vitamins as well. In the month of December, I really felt impressed to talk about the subject of hope and healing. And this isn't really a series per se, as much as it is a theme of all the podcasts that I believe I'm going to be doing in this month of December, because I just sense in my spirit that this is on the Lord's heart. And this is what he wants me to communicate and to minister on this podcast is hope and healing. And one of the things I want to do in that is bring it back to what the angel said in Luke chapter one, I believe. And he said, behold, I bring glad tidings of great joy and hope is connected to good news. And if you know that good news is on the way, if you're expecting good news, that is hope. And positive expectation, but see, hopelessness comes from believing the bad news, the bad report. And you can't separate Bible hope from good news. I mean, we talked about this in the the last podcast we did, the hope of his calling. That's the good news. That's knowing what's out in front of you and in your future. And so that's really the theme I want to spend this whole month of December on and talking about that. And in connection with that, one of the things I wanted to minister in this episode of Verity Vitamins is dealing with depression and dealing with being downcast. Um, The title of today's Verity Vitamins is Why Are You Downcast? And, you know, I've talked about this with other subjects, um, looking at this and not only looking at it from a perspective of, you know, why are you downcast? You know, cheer up, but actually answering the question, (laughs) you know, I talked about this recently with fear, you know, why are you so fearful, you know, going to the root, the source of the fear and dealing with it. And I I would want to do the same thing with this subject, not only asking yourself, you know, why are you down, but asking yourself, why (laughs) are you downcast? Why? What's going on? What's causing this? What's the root of this? And I believe one of the big roots of why people are downcast is no hope, being hopeless, and not having eyes to see what is out in front of them. And so we see this question in Psalm 42. David asks it, and we'll start in the beginning. He says this, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Watch this. My tears have been my food day and night. Now, be honest. Have you ever been there? (laughs) Have you ever went to bed crying and woke up crying? I know many people have been in that place. And he said, while they continually say to me, where is your God? Now, we talked about this in the podcast we did a couple weeks ago called, uh, What Do You Seek? And we talked about people asking this question, where, where were you, God? Where was God when that happened? But what's interesting is he said, they continually say to me, well, who is he talking about? I don't know if he's necessarily referring to actual people, because it sounds like this is happening while he's on his bed. And so maybe there were some people who were asking him this question. And yes, the enemy will try to speak through people. But really, I think these are harassing spirits. And I think a lot of people have dealt with these same harassing spirits when they've been going through some kind of tragedy, 
some kind of heartbreak, some kind of rejection or disappointment or betrayal. I think these same harassing spirits show up on their bed and say, where is your God? Where is God? Why did God let that happen? Why didn't God stop that? Why would God do this? Why did God do that? Where is he? And they're harassing spirits. And if you don't know any better, you'll sit there and entertain them to the point that you think that's you asking that question. And the truth is, that's not you asking that question. That's that spirit talking to you. But if you don't know any better, you can, you can be like, you know, Job's wife. <laughs> and, you know, Job's wife, that's a picture of how the enemy used somebody to try and get Job to curse God. And yield to that. And, uh, you know, you, you know that those spirits were talking to her and she finally yielded to it and started letting it come out of her mouth. And now the enemy is using her to harass Job. Do you see that? And so people will yield to it and think, well, that must be me. But no, um, that's that spirit talking. But if you know, if you know better, you'll speak up and say, no, I rebuke that. That's a lie. I'm not questioning God. God's not to blame in this. I'm not blaming God for this. I know who the thief is and I know who my good shepherd is. And even if you're you're saying it through tears and you're saying it with some heartache, that's a that's the place to start right there is I'm not blaming God. God is not the thief. And David's talking about this and he said, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. Watch this part. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. What's he talking about? Well, if we were to apply this to us in modern day, he's basically saying, I used to go to church. (laughs) I used to be excited. I used to be passionate about serving God. What happened? Well, something happened in his soul. And he's saying, I used to do this. What's he saying? Well, I'm not doing it anymore. Are there a lot of people in this place? They used to go to church. They used to have a faith family that they were spending time with and a company of believers that encouraged them and people that they were around. They used to. But the, the implication is they're not anymore. Why? Because they're downcast. And, and there's this connection between downcast and and isolated, downcast, and off by yourself, downcast, and won't leave the house, you know, and then David goes on to say, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me, watch this, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance, what's he doing, he's identifying the remedy for being downcast, This has to do with hope, but it's not just hope in general, it's hope in God. And the remedy for a downcast countenance is putting your hope and expectation back in God, particularly if you've gone through a tragedy or disappointment. Now, why do I say back in God? Because one of the reasons why we tend to get so devastated by events that happen is because somewhere along the line, we start putting too much hope and expectation in other things. And when that lets us down, because inevitably, if it's not God, it only goes so far, 
then we go down with it. And when your hope is in God, though, you're not easily shaken. And he goes on to say, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Watch this. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan. He goes down, uh, goes on to say down a few verses later, Deep calls unto deep. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me. So he just gave you a remedy for the tears in the daytime and in the nighttime. Your loving kindness will will be commanded in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me. There's something about singing to the Lord when you're in a place of despair and depression that brings you up out of it. There's something about singing. No, I'm not talking about singing, you know, because of you, I never stray to. No, I'm not talking about singing that. I understand nothing against Kelly. I'm just saying that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about singing a song to the Lord by faith. (laughs) Amen. And again, he talks about my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? They're, They're questioning, where is your God? And he says it again. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is that this time of year, many people tend to get sad and somber instead of joyful and expectant. And it usually has something to do with something that happened in their life and or something that hasn't happened, you know. And a lot of people put more emphasis on a holiday or a season than the one who it's supposed to be about. (laughs) You know what I mean by that? And, you know, people don't enjoy and celebrate times that they're supposed to enjoy and celebrate because the truth is, a, a lot of these cases, either they put too much expectation in something else or something's off in their relationship and expectation with God. And something that happened threw off their expectation and their relationship with God. You know, we see the same phraseology in Genesis 4 when uh, God didn't, didn't do what Cain thought he should do. He didn't respect his offering. And Cain got upset. And God came to him and he said, Why is your countenance fallen? He said, If you do well, will you not also be accepted? And then you see that Cain got uh, violent with his brother Abel and killed him. Well, what, what I realized in reading that is it wasn't really about Cain and Abel. It was about Cain and God. And see, Cain was offended with God, and he took it out on Abel. And that's the case with a lot of people. A lot of people are upset with people, but the truth is there's something off in their relationship with the Lord. And if the relationship with the Lord was aligned right and made right and healed and restored, then the relationship with people would be restored. But see, if there's no hope, if there's no expectation, that is a clear sign. Something's off between you and God. Something's off. There's a blindness there. And God is the answer for any any problem, any despair, anything that you could be dealing with. You know, I'm not saying you're going to get over it right away. But if you'll 
stick with God and stay close to God, he'll bring you out of it. He will go to work healing your heart. But so many people stay in that place of despair and depression because their relationship with the Lord is off. And there, there's actually some offense there. And there's that question that the enemy keeps bringing. Where was God? Why did God let that happen? Why didn't he stop this? Why did he do that? And see, if you'll fix that, though, not only will you fix your, your heart, <laughs> not only will healing come to your heart, but your expectation, your hope for the future will change. And then you'll be able to enjoy things instead of getting depressed and sad every time they come around each year. You understand? Because you're not even putting all your hope in a holiday. You're just enjoying it because your relationship with the Lord is right. Do you see that? Look at this in Jeremiah 31.10. He said, Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the islands afar off, and say, He who scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of one stronger than him. Therefore shall they come and sing in the height of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord. The message translation says their faces are beaming because of God's bounty. What is he talking about? This is a change in countenance. What did David say? He said, hope in God who is the help of my countenance. This is how you can tell if your heart is changing, it's affecting your countenance. And when you start looking to the Lord and putting your hope back in the Lord and restoring your relationship with the Lord, it's going to show up on your face. It's going to show up on your countenance. He goes on to say, for wheat and new wine and oil for the young of the flock and the herd. He said, their souls shall be like a well-watered garden and they shall sorrow no more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance and the young men and the old together, for I will turn their mourning to joy. I will comfort them and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. What's going to happen? God is going to turn the sorrow into joy. Why? Because you put your hope back in him and you heard the word of the Lord and he helped your countenance. He healed your heart and he helped your countenance. If you'll let God heal your heart, then he'll, he'll also be able to help your countenance. And what is that a picture of? That's your expectation changing. Instead of expecting bad things to happen, instead of expecting more of the same, when your heart is healed and your hope is in God, you're expecting good things and your countenance is radiant.